are listening to the official podcast of The Congregation, a place of discovery with Pastor Tim Story. All right, so we're, we're finishing up a series, and uh, the series um, has been fantastic, and it's about a, a supernatural assignment, uh, a supernatural assignment. The scripture I want to start off with today, I'm going to do a lot of teaching, is Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. And this is what it says. For we are God's workmanship created in Christ Jesus to do good works which God prepared in advance for us to do. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use my people here on the platform, my large audience. And I want to see if you guys would repeat this after me. You're going to love this teaching. Say, Just say, say we are God's workmanship created by Christ Jesus and in Christ Jesus to do good works. Now, if you were to study this scripture, it means to do God kinds of works. And I said a few weeks ago, it actually means God's kinds of performances. Um, Andrew Lloyd Webber is quite famous because he's done many, 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 many plays. Amongst them, one would be Phantom of the Opera and so many others. And so when, when he does a play, it is at a high level. It is a, it is a grand performance. Okay? Um, there are people that love bands like uh, U2. And uh, someone saw them at the in Pasadena, California at the Rose Bowl. And they said, oh my goodness, it was an amazing performance. So the interesting thing about God is that God is a performer. <laughs> I want you to say that. Say God is a performer. He must be because he likes Marcus Streets of Gold. He likes pearly gates. And he's even talking about mansions. <laughs> and he's created places like Australia, where one day I was playing golf, and not even joking, two kangaroos ran by. That's a long way from Compton. <laughs> he, he, he's, he's created places like New Zealand, where you see sheep all over the place. He's created beautiful places at Rebecca's place, South Africa, where you can go on a safari and see some of those beautiful things in the world. God is a performer. He created Celine Dion with that amazing voice. He created Frank Sinatra with that amazing voice. He created the great tap dancer, Sammy Davis Jr., the great tap dancer, Xavier Glover. He created Michelangelo. God is a creator. Am I stirring you guys up already? So here's what it says. For we are his handiwork, created in Christ Jesus, to do God kinds of performances. I personally believe that when people get distracted, 
they get so caught up in the distraction that they miss some of the creativity that's trying to come out of their life. And that because you're distracted and you have so been caught up in the distraction of homeschooling your kids or, um, you know, where's my mask or uh, I can't even see my mother or my father died or whatever's going on in your life and some of these things are massive. But in the midst of that, you have to understand that the performer never stops performing. Miracles are either coming or going at all times. So you, you may say, hold up, I got COVID, I got to hide for at least 14 days, okay? So you should. You should follow the guidelines of your doctors. And you should do that. But that doesn't mean that God's not doing miracles while you're in quarantine. He, he, he has not told Michael, the archangel, slow down the power stuff during quarantine. Gabriel, don't be giving any powerful messages <laughs> during quarantine. No. Heaven is moving in your behalf. And God is getting you in position to perform. You say, well, I was a great performer in my 30s. I sure did do a lot. And I did a lot in my 40s. I sure did do a lot. I, 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 I got some great things done in my 50s. But now that I'm in my 60s, I'm kind of in the slowdown mode. Who came up with this? The Bible says, the righteous will flourish like a palm tree and they will still bear fruit in their older age and they will remain fresh and green. I, I believe some of you are going to write great books in your 70s, in, in your 80s. Uh, my friend Barry Gordy is now, I looked yesterday, he's 91 years of age. The one who created Motown. Smokey Robinson is already in his early 80s. And so God is a performer and God is performing big things through us. From my small gallery, give the Lord a clap. Now, go to Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. I'm going to build faith today. I got a lot of scriptures. Man, I'm so prepared for you because I just am. I've just been studying a lot. I love to study. As a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Now, so this gets very interesting. So Ephesians 2.10 says that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God has already prepared for us to do in advance. So, so this is where we've been talking about the last few weeks, that we don't have to try to make things happen. We have to cooperate with what's already happening. So all I have to do is align with the spirit world. Pastor Paige, there was a time, probably for a decade, she studied the Holy Spirit nonstop. And she used to do these big seminars around the world on practicing the presence of God. And so that's one way that we line up with the spirit world. We do it through the Holy Spirit. 
We do it through Christ in us. We do it through listening to God the Father, the Trinity, okay? Then we also do it through the Word of God. But we also do it through koinonia, which is fellowship. So I personally believe that we battle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. And that the enemy has tried to take away one of the areas that we usually get direction. Very powerful. And the area that we get direction a lot is in the area of fellowship. That when we come into a church setting like we do in the congregation, is that we're all around each other and we're, we're with each other on, on Sundays and we're talking and we're, we're, we're fellowshipping and we have an amazing church. But see, the enemy has tried to cut off that, that, that way of connection and also that way of direction because many times you don't just get a connection in koinonia, but you get direction in koinonia. So it's in my notes. The direction doesn't even have to be verbal. It's not like Marcus will say to me, Pastor Tim, this is what you should do. I may just look at Marcus's life and say, hey, I want to be like him. Is this powerful stuff? So watch this. So you are God's workmanship, creating Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for you to do. Now, but you got to understand in the midst of COVID, the enemy is trying to take away some of your players. It's like if you watch college football, they'll say uh, Clemson may or may not play, but they're going to be missing 11 players. See, the enemy has been trying to take away some of your players because he knows that if you connect yourself to God's plan for your life and you begin to perform God plans, something brilliant will happen in this world. So Ephesians 4.1, as a prison Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you received. So God's going to break it down. He says, worthy. So I got to break that down, what it means. It means deserving effort, if you're taking notes. It means deserving attention. And it means deserving respect. So I have a question for you as a pastor. Are you walking worthy of your calling with the right kind of effort? Are you giving the right type of attention to the calling that God's given you? If I was to have a camera that followed you all week, where, where's your time being spent? Are you walking worthy of your calling by deserving respect? So your effort would be your attempt or your endeavor. Deserving attention. Attention means your mindfulness. So good. Deserving respect. Your respect means regard, esteem, honor. Are you honoring the things that God has called you to do? So because we're family, Manny and I play golf and we're real friends. And we talk a lot as two men about just lives and what's unfolding in our lives or, or, or about our kids and, and, and what's in the future. And, and, and both of us always stir each other up that there's some beautiful things coming. 
Okay, when, when I talk to Marcus, we're talking about beautiful things coming. I called Pastor Paige yesterday just to talk uh, as, as people about life. And we all talked about beautiful things coming. When, when you're fellowshipping with your husband or your kids, you're talking about beautiful things coming. We all believe that beautiful things are still coming. But we have to walk worthy of the calling, deserving effort, deserving attention, deserving respect. We have to respect what God has called us to do. Another word for respect that I found in a commentary is deeming something as extremely valuable. <laughs> do you see your call as extremely valuable or are you minimizing yourself? Oh, you don't understand Tim's story. I got a divorce and welcome to the planet. Or I failed in 1967. Last I heard, that was a long time ago. Or I'm just not the person I used to be. Come on. Are you deeming your calling as extremely valuable. Wow. We have camera people here. They're extremely valuable. The sound people. If I didn't have the sound people, I would sound like this. And you'd be saying, que? Which is in Spanish, what? So anybody who's moving in this amazing auditorium that we're in is extremely valuable. So I want to take you there for a minute. Because God has called you to this amazing calling. He wants to use you supernaturally to come in and do something amazing. But it's going to be difficult for you to do it if you keep thinking about you are not worthy of doing this. See, I honestly believe that a lot of you are supposed to really give to our building but you don't really think that you're that important. I'm here to tell you, we need your help. We're, we're getting in a new building. We need, we need new equipment. We need your help. You say, well, I'm wounded. We're all wounded. We are wounded healers. And so you need to understand that it is time for you to walk worthy of your calling and maybe there's a reason God gave you so much money so you would be blessed to be a blessing. So you step out in it. You know, I think all three of you would say this. That there's times in our lives where we feel our worst and do our best. I mean, how many times have you got up to sing somewhere? And, and she sang countless and you don't feel it. How many times have you even, you know, had to meet with your with your kids or just do your job, very successful man he is, and, and, and you just didn't feel it. Have you ever been there? Marcus, how about you? Any form of performance or job where you didn't feel it? Been there. And, and, and But yet, we don't feel like we can do it, but when we are weak, he is strong. So what I have to do is I have to respect my calling, deeming something as extremely valuable, extremely important, and treating it as such. Okay, I got to read this. This is so powerful. 
Praise the Lord, O my soul. All my inmost being, praise his holy name, Psalms 103. Praise the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives your sins and heals your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit and crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. So watch the beautiful thing that God is saying here. He says in Ephesians 2.10, I've called you. It's already been done. Line up. Ephesians 4, he says, walk worthy. To walk worthy again, deserving effort, deserving attention, deserving respect. Psalms 103, he says this. Hey, I'm with you. Praise the Lord, O oh my soul. All your inmost being, praise his holy name. Praise the Lord. And forget not all his benefits. So, in order for me to have the unction to function, in order for me to, to get the super on my natural, I have to remember that it's not just about my amazing mindset. See, I'm writing a book that's going to be a bestseller in Jesus' name on the miracle mentality. It's about the mindset. But I'm going to tell you something. I know people who have goofy mindsets, but they're very connected to the spirit and get things done. <laughs> but if we can get your mindset right and your spirit set right and get you to step out in faith, could you imagine what you're going to accomplish? Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, forget not all his benefits. Ah, oh, okay, there's a problem right there. So when I tell you that God has a supernatural assignment for you, the enemy is going to come back with you to you and say, number one, you're not properly equipped. Number two, you got your own problems, right? You're going through your own dilemma, but you're forgetting that God is your source. That's why it says here, it says, forget not all his benefits. It's a load of power today. Now, when you go for a job, if you're smart and it's a good job, at some point, they should go over the benefits. Would you guys agree, business people? Okay. And if they don't, you should ask about the benefits. After my first year, or during my first year, do I get a week vacation, two weeks vacation? Do I get seven months vacation? <laughs> Second year, do I, do, do I get a week vacation, two weeks, three weeks? Do, 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 I get, do, I, do, do we get paid on, on, on the Thanksgiving break? Do we do we get do we do we get paid on on the on the Christmas break? You 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 better pay attention to the benefits. Do do we do we have insurances and what kind of insurance? What kind of insurance is this? What kind of insurance do we have here? What are what are the what are the benefit? What are the what what are the benefits? Ooh, this is so good. 
When God gives you a supernatural assignment, he says, you're not going in that assignment alone of raising your child, if you're a single dad or a single mother. I know single dads too. If you're going into a new job, you're not going in by yourself. You're going in with benefits. It, in this church congregation family, as we're reaching out to thousands of people online and in person when they let us come back together, watch, we're not by ourselves. We are loaded with benefits. It doesn't say you have benefits. It says you are loaded with benefits. Are you with me? It's like you go to one of those restaurants where they serve you too much food. You are so loaded with benefits that you should have to take a nap every day just to rest after eating all the benefits. <laughs> Isn't this great? Because that's what people do at Thanksgiving. They, they, will, they will eat, right? And then I know people that, this is just an interesting thing, they'll rub their stomach like, like that was a hearty meal. <laughs> and then they'll rest a little bit. And then watch, then they'll go, then they'll go eat some more benefits. And, 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 and like my, my uh, Pastor Paige, there's certain things that she's great at cooking at Thanksgiving, like she's a pro. And so she, she cooks these certain things. And then my mother's famous for her yams. And then, and, and then somebody else is famous for this. And then somebody else is famous for that. And then somebody else is famous for this. And, and I remember one time, one of my relatives who was watching right now, who I love him so much, but he sprinkled gravy all over my benefits that I never asked for. <laughs> so I got, I watched Manny. I, I got, I went to the line and I had my plate exactly the way I wanted it. And then, and then, and then my relative who's watching right now, he was excited because his job was gravy duty. And I believe he had helped make the gravy. So he wanted to make sure that I got a lot of his benefits. And I thought, he just put too much gravy all over my benefits. But the reason he put so much gravy on all my benefits is because that was his area. He was the gravy person. So he was trying to bless in the gravy area. So just break this down for a second. So you got the healing benefits. You got the prosperity benefits. You got the you going forward benefits. You got the no weapon formed against you shall prosper benefits. Every single day, God has prepared a, come on somebody, a table for you even in the presence of thine enemies is what Psalms 23 says. How many of you are learning a lot? Praise the Lord, O oh my soul, all my inmost being. Praise the, his holy name, Psalms 103. Who forgives your sins. Oh, he forgave my sins. Really? Then why do I think about him so much? Because you need to renew your mind. The Bible says if you confess your sins, he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and cleanse you of all on 
righteousness. The Bible says in my notes that Jesus was made sin for you who knew no sin that you might be righteous. So powerful. The Bible says here in Psalms 103, the Lord is compassionate and gracious, slow to anger, abounding in love. He will not accuse you. He will not be angry with you. And here we go. Verse 10 of Psalms 103. He does not treat you as your sins deserve. So there's a lot of people that are not doing supernatural assignments because they think that they are still in timeout. <laughs> okay, little Courtney, little Kylie. Enough is enough. Your mother's stressed out and it's time for you to go to timeout. And then the mother just gets preoccupied. She's texting 13 of her friends on a group chat. And the kids are just facing a wall <laughs> in timeout. They're like, Mom, how long do we have to be in timeout? Some of you think you're in timeout from things you did in high school and you're 51 years of age. There are people that think they're in timeout because they got pregnant when you're 15 or 16 years of age, just because your tia thinks bad things about you doesn't mean that God thinks bad things about you. The Bible says he does not treat you as your sins deserve. Well, how come? Because for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish God loves you so much that he gave his own child to come and redeem us from the pit so we could be whole in the soul. <laughs> but my audience, I want you to say whole in the soul. I believe it's possible to be filled up in this soul so much. That no matter what you've done, you just say, thank you, God. Thank you, God. My son was telling me yesterday, Dad, look, I'm so proud of you. Look at all these things that you're doing. And I said, I said, thank you, Jesus. And I said, but, but you know, when I say that, I really do mean it. He goes, no, I know you do, because I really do mean it. The things that I get to do, you know what I say? Thank you, Jesus. Because Jesus has helped all of us that are watching overcome. Overcome adversity. Overcome pain. For some, overcome addiction. For some, overcome trouble that you did not see coming. But he does not treat you as your sins deserve. So watch what I do with this in the last three minutes. You're going to love it. So God has a call on your life. And that call, number one, is very specific. Specific. But you're going to miss how specific it is if you're sitting in confusion. Because God may say go here, but you didn't hear it correctly because you're so confused. You're not clear in your mind. You didn't hear his specific calling. God's call is specific. And Rebecca, you can come up and just play behind me. Secondly, his call is unpredictable. The word unpredictable means to not be foreseen. To not be foretold. 
in my life, I do about two or three podcasts or radio shows or TV shows every week of my life. And many times they'll say to me, did you ever see yourself being this person that helps these kind of people that you get to help? I go, no. I knew I was going to serve people, but I didn't know that I was going to serve a lot of types of people. I want you to hear this. But God saw it coming. God saw that I'd get to travel the world. God saw that I'd get to be the lead pastor of this amazing church. I got a text the other day. There was a visual text, and the guy just said, I want to thank you for being Tim Story. Thank you for going on. Thank you for staying strong. Thank you for pouring into people's lives and never giving up. Man, I got like emotionally touched by it. God called me to a specific task. But I needed God to be able where I was unable. So God calls you to something specific. Number two, he calls you to something unpredictable. Watch this. Sometimes it's bigger than you think. And the third thing, he calls you to something unique. You've heard it said before, you've been born an original, don't die a copy. There's only one you, people. Only one person that has those eyeballs like you. When I'm going through the airport and I go through my little clear area, you know, the group clear, I have that. And now they do this thing, put your eyeballs in, which is a little bit scary, right? And they don't say, you're Magic Johnson. No, they say, okay, Mr. Story, are you with me? But just my eyeballs. There's only one you. You are uniquely you. Called to a specific calling. So God, if you really want me to do something big, show me once again that I'm loaded down with benefits. God, if you're calling the congregation to touch thousands of people all over the world, show us once again that we're loaded with benefits. Show us, God, that we can live long and strong into our 70s, 80s, and 90s. Show us that we could beat cancer. Show us we could beat COVID. Show us we could beat heartache. Show us we could beat addiction. Show us once again, God, that you are mighty. And you're the author and the finisher of our faith. There's many people watching today. And you say, Tim's story, I used to walk strong with God, but I kind of walked away. But today I'm coming back. I'm going to help you. And some of you say, Tim, I, I've never become a Christian. But you're making a lot of sense today. I'm going to give my life to Jesus Christ. And all you have to do is pray this prayer. I'm going to have both of you gentlemen help. When I say the prayer, just repeat it. Just say these words. Say, Dear Jesus, come into my life in a new and special way. Say, Jesus, I receive your forgiveness. Say, Jesus, be Jesus in my life. If you made that commitment for the first time or you rededicated yourself, just in the comments, just say, I just did it. I just rededicated myself or I just gave myself to the Lord for the very first time.
Thanks for listening to the Congregation's podcast. For more information about the Congregation, including gathering times, locations, and how you can give and support the community, check us out online at www.congregationchurch.com.